Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Shamar Zeshmer Shloshim Yom. Today is the sixth day in our quest to learning all about the holiday of Shabbos. So, like we say at the beginning of all these episodes, if you haven't listened to all the other podcasts yet, what are you doing? Go! None of this is going to make any sense if you don't do it. Okay? Did you do it already? Okay, great. Whew. Just have to get that off my chest. And I just want to say something. I just heard uh, another podcast that I listened to. It happens to be a fabulous Mishnayomi uh, podcast by Rabbi Eliezer Palpko. Or Pupko. I don't really know how to pronounce words. But he, he said on his podcast something that I've been feeling a lot. You know, I really want people to just reach out to me. In every in every episode, I leave my email. It says, please reach out for any questions or comments at azdk1001 at gmail.com. And no one ever reaches out to me. I feel like everyone... Who listens to my share? They're like, okay, that was good. But, like, I feel like no one likes me. Come on, reach out. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any suggestions, if you think I'm doing something bad and you want to improve it, go ahead. Knock yourself out. Um, just something that I want to say, um, which Rebbe Eliezer Poop, um, Palpko reminded me to remind all of you. Okay, great. So now we're going to speak about some more halachic cases that kind of um, fiddle with the nafkaminas, the, the halachic um, um, ramifications of of um lighting candles you see one might ask you know i happened to ask my zaidi um a very wise man um last year why does the mishnah list the case where a donkey happens to have a foot up his nose they like why do they put all these far-fetched cases and my zaidi said something that was so thought-provoking and so profound that i've been i think about it a few times a week actually and what my zaidi said is that when you let's say you have a halacha right the torah gives you halacha and then, and then what does the Mishnah do? The Mishnah takes the halacha and tries to squeeze it and pull it apart as much as it could until it snaps. And then once it snaps, then they establish a line. Okay, you can't do this. Because each of these individual cases accomplish a certain thing, whether we see, oh, we can't do this because there's this element of Shabbos that you're not allowed to, that of, of for example, um, bona to build. So why do you have these super far-fetched cases? Because we have to know whether whether the whether the it locks in place or whether it's or whether it's just temporary. Or when you have all these special cases, they help teach you um, what the halacha really is. So this is a profound thought I want to share from my zaidi that justifies what we're doing today, which is listing cases to un- try to understand this halacha better. Additionally, these are just this is a very practical halachic discussion. The things that we're going to talk about today will happen to you at some point in your life. So perk up your ears and make sure to listen, because this is about to be life-changing. And so now we're going to talk about husbands and wives. We have previously mentioned that in, we're, we're in the Sefer now, Kavod Vionik Shabbos, the Radiance of Shabbos, by Simcha Banim Cohen, this fabulous work of hers, his, um, this masterpiece. And now we're going to speak about husbands and wives. We have previously mentioned that when one member of a household lights Shabbos candles, every member of that household fulfills that obligation. Remember, we had compared it to Kiddush. We've also stated that this is only true if they are spending Shabbos at home. However, if a husband or a husband or wife may light on behalf of the other, even if the spouse is not home for Shabbos, as long as the lighting will be done in their own house. Um, you know, this is just like a small halakhic point, but another reason why you see this is because, like we talked about the yeshiva boy, uh, a mother and a son can have a very strong connection, but once that, once that son's in yeshiva and he's eating in yeshiva, you can't light for him, you can't be yotzi him. However, a husband and a wife, a wife is a husband's ezer kenegdo and vice versa. So they, they are, they are each other's better half, so they can be yotzi each other even from long distance. That is a beautiful message. A mist, halacha safer. You'd be surprised. People think that halacha um, are just minor details, but 
You know, you saw that's a beautiful message taught through the halacha. Nevertheless, even though the absent spouse fulfills his obligation to light the candles for covered Shabbos in this manner, he or she should still see it that there is a light in which we are staying for the, um, for the sake of Shalom Bias. So, so where they are, they should still make a light where they're staying. Um, if they're staying at someone's house because they want to have Shalom Bias, they don't want to come into someone's house where they're staying at and then mess it up. That would be bad. If neither the husband nor the wife is at home for Shabbos and they are not spending Shabbos together, let's say each of them, go, one of them goes on a boy's trip, one of them goes on a girl's trip, and so they're not together, they're not in their house, each has their own independent obligation to light candles. So then, since they're not in their home, they can't light for each other. It's just not how it works. Okay, now we're going to talk about visiting. If a husband, wife, and family are guests away from away away from home for Shabbos, they technically fulfill their candle lighting um, candle lighting requirement with the lighting of the woman in the house in which they're staying, like we had mentioned with the yeshiva bachar who is staying at someone's house. It is customary, however, that all married wo- that all married women light light their own candles and recite the bracha. You see a lot of times. You see, for example, um, when there's large gatherings of when there's large gatherings gatherings of women. I know I've seen it on Pesach programs where they have where they have candles, and there's not one person being yotzi, but all, all the women are lighting candles together. And the same is true at at when people stay at people's house for Shabbos. That it's a nice thing that all the women are together lighting the candles. However, since the hostess will be lighting candles. Those of um, those of the guests are really superfluous. So basically, it's not super necessary for people who don't have such a fancy vocabulary. Therefore, the guests may only make a bracha if their candles add more light to the room in which the meal will be eaten. Remember, we had talked about how the purpose of lighting the candles to add light to the meal. Or if she lights in 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 an otherwise unlit room, which will be used on Shabbos. So basically, you don't want to make this woman lighting a throwaway. You want to give her some purpose. You want to have her add to the mitzvah. And so now we're going to talk about eating out. If a couple is invited from, for the Friday night meal but but return home to sleep, the woman should light candles in her own home. Um, which, um, However, she must derive some benefit from these candles which she lights. Therefore, she should either leave home after, after having derived some benefit from the candlelight. For example, that, that the Savior gives. She should dive in next to the candles. Or um, she should use the candles that burn that, which burn long enough to provide light um, when they when they return home from their meal, she may then um, she she may then derive her benefit from them. For example, by eating next to the candles. However, if some, if for some reason she cannot light candles in her own home, she may light in a host in a hostess's home. One one note about that: even though if you're eating out for for um for Shabbos, um even even if you're eating out for Shabbos and the halacha tells you that you have to light in your house, that is true. But it's very important to be careful and not leave the house in a way that the candles are unattended. Um, are, are, are unattended um, for an extended period of time. So there's a few things that you can do. You can, A, this is just from a safety standpoint, um, because my mother told me a story about some very, very smart people, some, um, some Ivy League smart people, but um, someone went to pick somebody up at the train station. This was on Hanukkah. When they came back, their entire apartment building was burnt down. These were, these were Ivy League students. These were brilliant people. But they just had a critical oversight, which is leaving candles unattended. You don't realize, remember we talked about a few days ago about the power of fire and how fire has engulfs things and, and has positive and negative characteristics. But you don't realize how powerful fire is until you have an entire house made out of wood. So it is important to either put these candles inside of a deep dish in which they don't have any possibility of falling and burning anything down, or to, to, light, to light candles, um, and this might be a little difficult halakhically, that that they'll only last, that you'll derive benefit from them. And then since you're not eating your meal at home, you don't have that issue 
um, refer back to our first ever Hilchah Shabbos, um, if this part doesn't make any sense. But since since it's really a lot of the candle use is only to benefit for them and to and to use them for the meal, if you can make candles that especially if you're gonna come if you're gonna come back from your meal and just go right to bed, you can have it that you have not so long lasting candles that they just last long enough for you to derive some benefit, like it had like we have spoken about, like for example, davening. Um, and then you can come home, and and by the time you leave to go to your to go to your friend's house, they're they're already out. So either of those two um, precautions to make sure that you do not burn your entire house down. And I hope that you are excited because we are now one day closer to being more knowledgeable on the holiday of Shabbos. Have a wonderful day.